Welcome to Sober Doc Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober Doc Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at Sober Coffee Pod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober Coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path to recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. Dude. What is going on, man? Good, good morning. morning. Hey, you know, it is good morning. Good morning. I mean, I'll tell you. We, we start a little, Yeah, we start a little early here. I saw more moon out there than sun today. Absolutely. And, folks, just a little behind the counter. We, we do start early. We, we come into the uh, Sober Dot Coffee coffee shop, also known as uh, Audio Hive. Audio Hive. Uh, here, in, here in Chicagoland and uh, soon to be Video Hive. Yeah, right. So I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, the world, our barista the world, Brian does on, wor- on video. The world is transitioning into video now. I mean, we actually we actually had a little chat yesterday about video stuff. And so, I don't know. I'm a, my, my, my face and body aren't made for video. They're made for uh, sound. But yeah, we'll yeah. see how it works. No, you know? stop it now. I think you got a beautiful face for radio. Yeah, so just... Uh, <laughs> You're funny. So just a little, you know, most of the time we, we just come in here. We, we have topics. You know, we, we don't have, you know, a lot figured out. You know, it's just like sitting with us in the coffee shop, and that's kind of the objective. And, however, today. Well, you, we, we cheated because yesterday we got together for lunch, and lunch turned into uh, lunch turned into a, a talk about what we were going to talk about, which we hardly ever do. And, uh, yeah, so I went home last night. Man, I just love today's topic. So I sat there and just took a picture of Mikey's notes. They're all typed. They're all in uh, Word, all, you know, single-spaced, you yeah. know, all looking really sexy. So who knows what's going to happen today. I have. I, now if It'll I look, probably suck. That's right. If I look down at them, that'll be a, <laughs> that'll be something. I know. Don't, don't use them, man, because, you know, I think your banter is better than anything prepared. But we'll see. Well, complac- today's a new complacency. Day. I didn't want to be complacent about this episode. No, you certainly weren't. So is that our topic today? Yeah, today is, uh, I don't know what you're, you are the master of naming our topics, but our sessions, but uh, yeah, complacency, just talking about complacency. And I think you said at lunch yesterday, man, Mikey, that kills. Complacency will kill you. And you said it with such experience, uh, like you've seen it happen. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I've seen it in my own program, and that's what we do. We just share our own experience, strength, and hope, and we kind of break our segments out that way. And and um, you know, we we have our disclosures at the end, right? Saying yeah, that man. we are not professionals, no. we're not medical professionals. All we're doing is sharing our stories. And complacency is a key word in my experience. Um, you know, and probably where where it first you know hit me. Well, let me take a step back from that. So. You know, whole life, you know, I've heard the, the phrase, hey, if you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards, right? There's no such thing as standing still. Right. And and I really have experienced that in sobriety, right? How about you? Yeah. I, you know, we talked about that. There's an episode we did on momentum. and Momentum. Mo- momentum. Momentum. A little momentum. That's right. Um, right. Yeah. And, and I guess the opposite of momentum, forward driving momentum <clears throat> would be that standstill places. It, it could be, and I think what we're going to talk about this morning, it could almost be worse than going backwards sometimes. Yeah, so I had this girl. Um, oh, boy. This is a PG show. Yeah. Oh, okay, well, let, let me know. Um, so Carrie. Yeah, Carrie was right. one of our guests. Right. Right. And and I remember several years ago, things just stick out for me. And several years ago, 
you know, she was sharing in a meeting and she's like, you know, life is so frustrating. She goes, I seem like I take two steps forward and one back. And, and it just clicked for me, and I said, hey, I get it. I experienced that. But the way I do that math is you're making progress. Right. Right? Right. And, and I think it's, you know, that ties in with complacency that you got to keep doing stuff, right? It's not just a natural act. It is, you know, complacency drives, well, lack of complacency, you know, is backwards moment, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. movement in, in my mind. And, and it takes a conscious effort to plan action, right? Mm-hmm. Right. No, absolutely. And, you know, I, I did look up the definition because I, I, why I get all my knowledge from Google. You know, I think Google's <laughs> going to stick around. I'm, yeah. I thought it was a so? fad. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the definition is showing smug. I think it's going to run your life in about two years. <laughs> about two years ago. Thank you. Uh, showing smug or uncritical satisfaction with oneself or one's overachievement. So kind of the satisfaction, you know, and, and I kind of stopped at that word because I thought to myself, all right, are you, can you define yourself as complacent now, Mike? Because you're a pretty satisfied individual. And uh, I couldn't answer the question yes or no, but I had to stop and ask myself the question. And I think that's what I've really learned uh, in in my short journey is that if you, if you think you're at that level of complacency where you're feeling a little comfortable or satisfied, it might not be a bad thing, but it should at least be something you pay attention to. So what just clicked for me as you were describing the, the Google definition and, and your words after is, you know, it's almost like you get to a point where you've arrived. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then you're like, hey, I've arrived, I've accomplished X, mm-hmm. and you know what? I can stop grinding. You know, maybe it took a lot of grind to get to X, mm-hmm. right? And I think a good analogy here would be, let's just say a year of sobriety, mm-hmm. right? So people grind it out, right? They, they say, hey, I want to jump on the sober path. Going 90, day, 90, 90 meetings in 90, 90 grind, days, right? right? That's a grind. Reading the and, book, connected with people. They're, they're doing the steps, right? They got himself a sponsor. They meet with their sponsor every week. And, and then all of a sudden, they hit the one year, mm-hmm. right? And the big celebration, they get the tasty cake, mm-hmm. right? And they get to blow out the candle. They get the coin. They get the coin. Right. And then they go home. They show their spouse the coin and the family and everybody that was mad at them before. They show them the coin and, whew, mm-hmm. you know, I got here. I made it, mm-hmm. right? I've arrived. And then all of a sudden, you know what? Meetings start dropping off. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, interaction with their sponsor stops dropping off. They stop doing the things that got them to that year. And then, you know, I've, I've seen it. You've seen it. You know, people relapse or they disappear from the rooms and they never come back. Right. You know, I always wonder where those folks go, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so how do you fight that? How do you, I mean, you've obviously didn't hit that year mark. You kept going. You kept grinding. You grind today. Yeah, there's there's a term called the pink cloud, uh-huh. and uh, and the pink cloud is in in twelve uh, step recovery terms is you're kind of up there, you're not living in reality, and and life hasn't hasn't hit you yet, and and I was accused of being on the pink cloud for for many times. You know, come on, dude, you're you're way up there, you're ahead of your skis. I was just enjoying life. 
But the way I look at it, what you were saying is I, I think of a, a Roman uh, soldier, right? Mm-hmm. They, got, they got their guard up, right? And they're in battle. They got their guard up. If you put your guard down, if you take your guard down, you're going to get dinged. You know, at some point you're going to get dinged. Um, and, and I think that's the way I look at complacency. You know, when I was thinking about it, and yes, I Googled, and uh, most of the time complacency came up in work environment and primarily in safety areas where uh, workplace safety mm, is concerned. That's right? interesting, yeah. And it's funny because you're you're there working the factory and you got these machines and they're jamming, torquing metal out of. That's how you lose fingers. That's, that's how, how you lose fingers. Hands. If you're complacent, right. if you yep. let your guard down, yep. and that's what—that's the big topic on Google when you talk about complacency is workplace safety. But I thought, how similar is that to sobriety? If I let my guard down, you're right. I'm going to lose a finger or, or worse, I'm going to lose my sobriety ultimately. And it doesn't happen overnight as you, as you painted the picture. It happens over time. You just get comfortable in your skin and you think you're doing you think you're okay. Yeah, I mean, I think it's okay to be comfortable in your skin. I love that. I'm comfortable in my skin today like I've never been before in my life. But I'm not complacent, right? So so how do we fight? So we talked about our experience. You know, every time I got complacent in the program, I relapsed. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. Complacency equals relapse. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so, so I continue to fight. I continue to grind. Mm-hmm. Right. So that, so we talked about our experience, our strength. So what do we do to not be complete, to fight that complacency? Cause I think, I think natural instincts is to take it easy. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the body doesn't like, I mean, I study this on a regular basis. The body doesn't like the grind. Mm-hmm. The brain doesn't like the grind. So how do you fight it? What do you do to fight it? Well, I found a couple things that were helpful to me anyway. Um, Dr. Paul by the Sea um, is is a, um, a doctor who <laughs> apparently uh-huh. is by the sea. Uh, anyway, there was really two points that, that they brought out, and I, it really hit home to me. Number one was continue effort to self-improvement, a continued effort to self-improvement. And that doesn't necessarily always have to be AA program Right, so is Dr. Focused. Paul, is, is he focused on sobriety? Or yes, is he in just, recovery. Uh, okay, yes. perfect. Yeah. All right. And uh, so so that was number one, stay, con- continued uh, effort and self-improvement. And then number two, staying involved in the community. I mean, now there's some sub-bullets underneath that, but those are the two things. Continued, uh, you know, I, I, love, I love what I, the way I look at life today. For my first year that, that you were talking about, my first year, I always compared Sober Mike to Drunk Mike. Right? Oh, you know, I, I know where my car is. I, I didn't puke myself. I stopped I doing that. I stopped doing that too. But now I've got a couple of years. So. Right. So now I think Very about interesting. now I think about Tuesday Mike. Is is Wednesday Mike gonna be better than Tuesday Mike? Sober Mike. That's continued improvement. All right. So the the first thing from Dr. Paul is continued self improvement. Mm-hmm. And the second one is staying involved in the community. Staying involved. So just again behind the counter, right. you know. You wrote down your notes. Well, right. you you typed <laughs> oh. them out beautifully. Um, I wrote mine down, <clears throat> and and they're the same daggone points. Hmm. The same points. So I'm not Doctor Paul, but you know. So 
a couple, you know, when we talk about strength, you know, what tools do we do, do we use in the sober jam, right? Mm-hmm. So one is for me is uh, page 86 in the big book, mm-hmm. right? When I wake up in the morning, I plan my day. And I know it reads really cool, but when I was in my four-month program back in 2014, we actually woke up, eight of us in the program, and we did this every day. Mm-hmm. And, and what page 86 says, as you look at the day ahead, plan your day. Right. What are you going to do today? And, you know, because, of course, you know, we were eight guys sitting, in, sitting around in a circle together, you know, there's, there's no wimpiness allowed. Right, you can't say, "Well, I'm I'm going to sit on the couch till noon, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to go to the coffee shop, get a coffee. I'm going to come back. I'm going to take a nap." There was none of that. <clears throat> I mean, when we planned our day, it was, you know, and we weren't trying to one up each other. But if you didn't plan a good day, a productive day, you got made fun of, you got mocked, you had to go back and do something else. There was no napping, right? So I still do that today is I, I really live one day at a time. Yeah, I'm, I know what I'm doing tomorrow. I, I get it. But when I wake up, I focus on today. What am I going to do today? What am I going to accomplish today? And how am I going to push myself today? I love that. You know? I, I love that. Because if you, don't, if, if you don't have some chartered course for yourself, you're going to be, so in other words, if you're not proactive, you're going to react to everything that's going on around you. I love that. My day is going to run me. That's right. Instead of me run my day. Right. I think that's really important. <clears throat> and then the second thing I put you yeah. know, lined up with that is, wait, how did Dr. Paul Communi- put it Community. Again? It was all about community. community. Okay. Yeah. So I call that service. Okay. So I think early in sobriety, I mean, now I tend to say no to a lot of things mm-hmm. just because I don't have the bandwidth. I just don't have the bandwidth. It's not that I don't want to be involved, but I have a full plate right now, and I've, I have to say no to, to things. However, early in sobriety, but I, but, but I fill my day with great stuff, productive stuff, fulfilling things, a lot of service, right? But early in sobriety, I used to drink 18 hours a day. So when I stopped drinking, all of a sudden I had 18 hours a day I was staring at. Right. You know? You, and, can, build, you can build a model. <clears throat> I could, I probably should have. I love building models. I probably should have. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I went to a lot of movies, Mm -hmm. to be honest, because you know what? Movies were a safe place. I could go to a movie, grab some popcorn, and I knew for, hey, two and a half hours, I'm not going to drink. Right? right? So that's just how I thought early in sobriety. I know we have folks that listen to us that are early in sobriety, right? But, you know, there's a book out there, um, not not sobriety related, called The Year of Yes. The Year of Yes? The Year of Yes. And 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 this and I don't have all I, I never read it but I know about it um, where where this girl said yes to everything every opportunity she had she said yes to for a year mm-hmm. um, and it changed her life mm-hmm. and early in sobriety there are a lot of opportunities to say yes to uh, sober coffees with people um, to sober activities with people in AA right or the sober community. Uh, you can say yes to taking care of responsibilities that you always said no to while you were drinking, right? Like cleaning up, taking the trash out, cleaning your room, washing your windows, whatever, mm-hmm. right? Um, and and there's service opportunities everywhere you turn around. Mm-hmm. Hey, we need a chairperson for the 6 p.m. meeting. Yes. Hey, we're going to get together for bowling, AA bowling on Tuesday nights. Anybody available? Yes. You know, so there there's a lot of ways, and it's, 
I, I don't think this is underlined as much as, as it should be, but there are a lot of ways to turn that 18 hours of drinking into 18 hours of at least positive productivity and service to other people. And as we've talked about before in this show, I think service is one of the keys to life, to living a really cool life. Yeah. You know, I, I uh, read an article. <clears throat> it was business related about complacency. It came from Forbes magazine. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they they had like five points, four or five points, something like that. And one of the things they talked about was not seeking or taking advantage of new opportunities, right? And I think that's what I just heard you say. They're out there. If you just stop and pay attention, be in the moment, you're going to see opportunities to serve. Right. But if you if you go into it, right, right. your your brain is naturally going to say no. Right. Right. I don't want to do that. I mean. I forced myself for the first two years to do stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, the very first thing I went to, one of the pain, most painful things I ever did in sobriety, I went to an eight-hour Uno tournament. Stop. And eight minutes would be torture for me. I'll tell you, a couple hours into it, I'm like, if this is sober life, forget it. Yeah, right. Right? But I, but I persevered through that tournament. And early on, I, I said yes to a lot of things that I normally would have said no to. Um, just because, you know what, I didn't feel good. My brain wasn't in the right gear, you know, whatever. I just want to stay home. I just don't want to go out. But I forced myself to go out, and it really helped. It helped me get outside of my head. And then I started saying yes to service projects, stupid stuff, mm-hmm. right? Hey, can somebody clean up downstairs? Yes, I'll spend an hour cleaning up downstairs. Mm-hmm. And, and it started to change the way I looked at things. And you know what? It, it, it was those next action steps, so I wasn't complacent. And, and, and a lot of people suffer, early, especially early in sobriety, because they stop drinking, and then they don't do anything. Right. And they're like, well, now what? This is, I'm miserable. Right. right. You know what really jumped out at me, and I hope this is on topic, but what jumped out at me is that for, for, for my career, the last couple of years of my drinking career, it was all about Mike. It was all about solidarity. And and I didn't want to have anything to do with anybody. That when you were when you were sharing your emotional feeling about going to Uno or cleaning the basement or or whatever, I'm thinking that's how I was with meetings, Glenn. I it was it was a pain for for me. It was not natural. Oh, giddy up! I'm going to go to a meeting every day. You know, right. it was it was painful. It was hard just to walk through the door. I think what you said is walk through the door, stick around a couple of minutes. I think that's what the Forbes article was talking about. Look for an opportunity to plug in. Even if you're not an extrovert, find an opportunity to plug in. Because even standing around cleaning up the coffee pot afterwards, you're going to be, in theory, inter- interacting with another alcoholic. And A, A, that other alcoholic is going to help you in your journey, and B, you're going to help them in their journey. And that's what it's all about. Right. So when I think of complacency, when I think about combating mm-hmm. complacency or conquering complacency, you know, I think of, okay, then what's the next step? Mm-hmm. What do I do next? And, and probably the, the best, and, and hey, I'm not bragging here. This is not, this is not, not the purpose of what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to give an example of you and I mm-hmm. on the sober path, mm-hmm. kind of walking together, right, how we are not complacent. Mm-hmm. So, so let's go back a couple years, right? So 
I would say you and I are constantly looking for the next step of what else can we do. Now, maybe that's part of our personality. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's part of we forced ourselves to do this. But early on, we started chairing meetings, right? Right. Um, we started sponsoring people, right? There's a lot of action steps involved with sponsoring people, sure, right? right? A lot right. of next steps there, right? Because you're not, you, you know, it's almost like having a kid. You're not just living for yourself. You're living for yourself and your kid. You're mm -hmm. living for yourself and your sponsee, mm -hmm. right? You're not just working the program for yourself, but now you're working for the, yourself and your sponsee, mm -hmm. you know? And, and then we had this crazy idea uh, just over a year ago, you know, hey, what's next steps? How can we continue to get the message out? You did next steps by, you know, starting a newcomer meeting, a 6 p.m. newcomer on meeting. On Zoom, right? Yeah, on, on Zoom. Right. I was there last night. There were like 48 people on there, right? right? That's not being complacent. Right. That's, hey, what am I going to do next? Mm -hmm. What's my next step, right? And then we decided to do a podcast, and here right. we are, right. you know, a year later. Right. You know, and, and – And, yes, yesterday we got together for lunch, and we talked about – really, we began to talk about 2023. Right. So do – but you know what? We are one of the top podcasts. Do you know Why? Why? Because we're still around. Yeah, most what happens? They become complacent. They, and they, they quit posting every I mean, once a week. They, I mean, we absolutely suck, but we're one of the top yes. ones because we're still we're getting We're the on. only ones. Yeah, we're, we're, we're still getting We're the on. last girl in the bar. But if, absolutely, but if you keep looking online about these sober podcasts, yeah. you know, they, they, come they, and they, go. they come out of the, great, the, the gate and they, and, and they do great and then they stop, right, right? right? They become complacent and they stop. So, yeah, I love, I was going there. We had lunch yesterday. We have, you know, plans for video. What are we going to do video? What are we going to do YouTube? We don't have YouTube. Are, are we going to do YouTube? What are we going right. to do? What's the next step? Right. Beyond right. that, we have a secret surprise. We have confidential NDAs. We, we can't let it out. But we got something coming on for right. 2023. Right. You know, I, I just, I'm overwhelmed by Again, the the analogy, well, I'm overwhelmed by the fact that we come in here and we focus on sobriety. And when you're focused on sobriety, it, it seems that good things happen. There are, there is so much going on in the world right now that if I were just sitting around, I'd be all torn up about what's going on in not only the my personal world, but the global world. I'd be all torn up. There are things I can do about my personal world, there are things I can do about the positioning, the global positioning right now. But most importantly, there are things that I can do to stay sober and help others achieve sobriety. And that's, I think what you define there with your action steps is paint your picture of your purpose. Just give it a, give it a broad brush and say, this is the direction I want to go. Action will follow that. And if that action is keeping you sober, then the program's working. Right. So you mentioned early on about titling this session. Mm -hmm. um, and what I wrote down, yeah. com complacency kills. Yeah. Yeah. Complacency fuels relapse. Relapse can kill. Mm -hmm. So, man, let's just keep going. Let's keep looking for the next step. Let's just keep pushing. You know, you didn't drink yesterday. I didn't drink yesterday. I haven't, I haven't drank in the last 18 minutes. It's 6.31 in the morning. <laughs> I have not had a drink this morning. And that, when, when I was drinking, I would be drunk right now. That's right. Hey, so, quick amen, side, brother. Yeah. yeah, amen. Quick side note, uh, page 86 you referenced. You can find that in the resource room at uh, sober.coffee. So not sobercoffee.com. No, there's sober no dot .com. Net. Everybody's like, oh, I can't find you. I'm like, yeah. sober.coffee. They're like, well, is it sober.coffee.net? I'm yeah. like, no. Yeah, it's sober.coffee. And check out the resource room. 
And uh, Amen, I'll, I'll check out that book, The Year of Yeses. If it's any good, we'll put it up there. It's a year of yes. It's a girl that said yes to everything for a year changed her life. And I would suggest doing that in sobriety. It'll change your life. Will you come back and have coffee with me again? Say yes. I'm not sure. Say yes. I'm a, I'll consider it. See yes. You. Thank you. Absolutely See, yes. See you, All right, Glenn. brother. Have a great See day, later. man. Thanks for joining us for today's Coffee Chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution.